All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on The Ref. With Josh Helmer, I'm Chris Plank. We are at Cavens today. Cavensgroup.com, as we are most Thursdays here on The Ref. Uh, oh, look at this timing. 405-573-3048. That's 405-573-3048. And speaking of Cavens Group, we're joined by Gary Cavens. What's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you doing, Chris? I'm good. We talked to Haley Lee already, so we had some Sooner softball talk. There, uh, Everyone's fighting over what Giannis said after the game last night, and um, Jerry Springer died. So it's been a crazy morning been a crazy morning so far how about for you rain rain go away but in the same vein also opens up all kinds of issues and cavens is here to help it does it does you know when it rains it pours and you know it's it's bad when it pours inside you know uh we had a call we had several calls yesterday of uh people having issues and our remediation teams water extraction teams went out and resolved them one of them was at sooner bowling over there right. the hair salon over there had a uh part of their wall had decayed on the outside and it was right by a uh, roof drain and oh basically gosh. the roof drain when it was pouring out was pouring water right directly into this uh into the building and caused the water loss over there so a crew worked through there oh getting gosh. it all set up and all the drying equipment all the content set up and our our team moved them to another location uh the hair salon on the side and um um you know uh, got them open so that they could open up today and continue to make money um and just we've been working with the the ownership team over there and then the the hair salon people too and they've all been great and we're just moving forward but that's what we do we come right. in we help find the issue dry it repair it and we help try to get you back into business as quickly as possible any way we can too you and I talk about it a lot but when you're dealing with rain and significant rain like we've seen. I mean, that storm that rolled through last night, oh, that was legit. It was. It woke um, me up. Uh, yeah, and, I, and then I couldn't go back to sleep, which was great. <laughs> um, but here, here's the thing that is frustrating, I think, for most homeowners is you might not know you have an issue. You might not know. Our business owners, too, as you just brought up. And you get rain like this, and all of a sudden there's a spot on the roof. There's a leak somewhere. Gary, you're right there when need be to not only clean it up and make sure there's not lingering issues too with Cavens Group because you you could have mold problems. You might need remediation from it if you ignore it. You got to take care of it now. And that's a lot of things. You know, sometimes when we see these issues that show up on these big rains um, where it's dumping a lot of water and everything, they show up a a much bigger problem behind the scenes that's been there for a while and developing. Um, we had multiple calls yesterday, and we went and looked at multiple things. And one of them, um, basically, the water had been getting in the wall, mm-hmm. and nobody knew about it because not enough water had gotten through. And basically, inside the wall, you could see the mold growth all down the bottom. And it, basically, the wall, once we hit it with our, our cameras and stuff, the wall's full of mold. And, you know, and so now that wall's got to be remediated, but at the same time, it's got to be dried. And we got to do the water intrusion investigation mm-hmm. to repair the issue that's causing the water to get in, which is causing the damage and causing the mold and everything. So, you know, that's one thing that we do is we're one-stop shop and we can do the water intrusion, do the repair. We can get the drying. We can get the mold taken care of. And we can get you built back and get you back to business and we can work with your insurance company. And, you know, that's that's really important because a lot of companies won't do it all, and we can. We can do it all, 
we're trained. I'm currently in continuing education class for my mold certification right now. And, um, you know, we're doing, uh, we're learning a lot of things because in our industry, things are always changing. There's always there and there's a lot of changes that I'm going, that I'm learning about right now and stuff. And it's just, you know, it's really important. You know, one thing that we're going through right now in the mold training is health effects of mold. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the things if, about mold is if you think you have it, it's like, it's really, it's kind of like allergies, right. eyes, scratchy throat. Um, and you know, but it's important to just kind of, you know, if you see any water staining, um, or anything like that, you know, look at it, see if you see any mold growth, see if you see a, if, if it's a much bigger issue and call us and we can come out and do a water intrusion investigation and investigate what's going on and see how we might be able to help you, um, you know, resolve that issue. And, and, you know, it's just we're here 24-7 for emergencies. If water intrudes into the building or your home, just give us a call. Gary, um, before – and you're in the middle of training, so just t- take us through that commitment that you have because if it's, as you talked about, learning the proper way to board up, understanding signs and issues with, with mold intrusion in your home, truly understanding the proper way to not only fix something but that you're doing it – in a way that won't result in long-term damage. I mean, you're constantly training not just yourself but your staff. A hundred percent, Chris. A hundred percent. You know, it's it's important that we do things and we do things right when it comes to um, environmental emergencies: fire, water, mold, uh, tornadoes, hailstorms. Um, you know, uh, emergency board up. You know, and we are always learning and we're always educating. Um, right now, currently, Kathy's in a a certification course for fires. Oh, wow. Um, Jessica is going to a certification course for trauma next week. I'm in my continuing education for mold now. So, and we're always training our field guys and our staff, and we're cross-training and developing, and we're always spending that money to make sure that everybody knows what needs to be done when an emergency happens. Because here's the deal. People don't just call us you know, normal, you know, normal during the day to have a chat. They call us when they have an emergency and they need us. And so we want to make sure we're prepared with everything and all the knowledge possible and all the up-to-date equipment, the top-notch equipment uh, to be there when you need us and to resolve your issues as quickly as possible. And we do a big expense on equipment and stuff like that. I bought a $14,000 third thermal camera this morning just for water intrusion oh, and wow. mold investigations. Oh, wow. I, I saw the roll-offs leaving, too, before I let you get back to your training. Anything else we want to make sure we hit, Gary? No, we have uh, a couple of maintenance projects going on. Uh, there's a new utility company, company coming out of um, uh, Houston called Aspen Utilities, and they're opening up shop the first of next week. And so we've been helping them kind of straighten up their offices and get them ready cool. for them. And, uh, but then we're also just we've got water intrusion um, all over the metro right now and in Tulsa that our clients have called in and new clients have called in that we're investigating and we've got crews just scattered everywhere kind wow. of investigating that and resolving those issues for for our clients. And that's what we're here to do is help our clients stay in business and uh, keep things moving forward and resolve their issues as quick as possible. Yeah, Thanks, Gary. Thank Appreciate you, Chris. you, buddy. All right, I know you're in the middle of training, but that's Gary Cavins here at Cavins Group, cavinsgroup.com, 405-573-3048. All right. Um, you, your choice, Josh. Our show. You want to get a few text messages here? Sure. Yeah. Let's, you, well, nobody, what, what's the other option? 
Well, I was going to say we could talk some draft, but I've come to realize that nobody gives a damn about the draft nope. except for me. Yep. <laughs> that's that's really about it. If you were to gauge this show based on the text line today, we would talk nothing but Jerry Springer and maybe a little bit of a fight over Giannis. But nothing. I mean, is do you think? Do you think it's because we're not talking about a skill player from Oklahoma going in the first round? Is that why? Yeah. If you if you had a quarterback, skill player, sure. Reacting to where guys wind up in the draft in the storylines themselves, so. I think uh, if we have a draft conversation tomorrow, for example, on how tonight plays out, I think people will have uh, you know a lot of opinions on that. But the uh, hey, where's this player or that player going to go? It's like, well, uh, we'll wait and see. You know, right, right, exactly. And and I also. This is my opinion as someone who loves this process, right? There used to be a time where back in the days of the big show, Josh, our what was what's now Thursday, but used to be our Friday show before the, the first round of the Saturday draft, we'd have 32 listeners represent 32 teams, and we'd go through, and for four hours, we would pick the first round. Uh, it was awesome, and it was always a blast, and... I, I feel like we've reached this point now where we're almost over-inundated with draft information, right? There's too much. And for me, there's no such thing as too much draft information, right? I, don't, I can't get it up. But yet there's also this part of me where I step back every now and then and go, I don't really need to watch the 18th different breakdown between uh, Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay fighting over the fact that you know, either Kuiper loves Will Levis or McShay does. And right? I just, I kind of reached this point where I'm like, okay, what's Pete Schrager saying? What's Jay Glazer saying? So, I don't know, part of it obviously is there's not an OU guy or even an Oklahoma State or a Tulsa guy that's a slam dunk first rounder right now. But I also think, I mean, I don't know, have we, have we reached the point where there's just, there's way too much information and I just don't believe it's changing as much as people try to make it out? to change in other words i don't think that houston has changed their mind in the last 48 hours about who they're going to take at number two overall i think they have a pretty good idea who they're going to take but the betting line on will anderson to be the number two pick went from plus 500 on monday to plus 225 on tuesday to now minus 300 a ridiculous favorite to go number two overall so I just I feel like we're manufacturing stuff a little bit too much on the draft. And I think what you said earlier is right. It's such a year-round thing now. There's so much draft coverage that uh, you get right here next to it, and folks are like, all right, well, let's just see the draft picks. Right, exactly. It's like, okay, great. You've talked about this all week long. Where are they going? I don't. I mean, I don't think there's a lot of drama in this once a move is made. And I blame the debate shows for this, too. The debate shows are terrible on draft coverage. I mean, terrible. So, anyway, all right. Well, Grinch out of the way. We'll get a timeout, and we'll cleanse the palate. When we come back, we'll hit on the text line. We'll talk about the NBA from last night. There's still been some fallout, and, and I feel like it went from, you know, what Paul Feinbaum said to kind of – how maybe you see that his source on his information, and I'm not saying anything ever bad about Barry, with Barry Trammell, and so then that leads to a bigger fight amongst the fan base about, well, 
why, why are you feeling this way? Why don't you believe? What's And then the other side is, how can you be so foolish? To just So it almost sets off, dare I say, almost a civil war between the Sooner fan base whenever you have different opinions like that. So I feel like, you know, we're still kind of making our way through that. Plus, more spring ball reaction. I've got some Eric Gray I want to share with you as well. And there is a major college football topic, Josh. There is a major college football topic that needs to be talked about. We're headed to Boulder next to try to figure out what's going on with Dion and the Buffaloes on the Plank Show. It's kind of funny, Josh, as we welcome you back to Caven's Group on a Thursday. There's a lot of balls in the air during this show. I just want to tell you right now, I apologize if, if it's been a quiet commercial break over the last few breaks. I'll fill you in next commercial break. Is everything okay? Everything is great. Oh, wow, it's great. But it might be taking a little money out of my pocket. Does that make any sense? You get what I'm throwing down? Here, bring me down. Bring the music up, and I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Just bring the music. Bring only the good die young, and I'll tell you all the lowdowns of what's going on here. Or we can wait till the next commercial break. It's your call. That, that's okay. We can we can wait. But I am curious. See? See? Now, don't you wish you guys had the super secret subscription to the uh, – what, what's it called? What do people go to where they pay for content, but it's 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 on, really – Patreon. Patron. Yeah. Don't you guys wish you were signed up for the Patron content during this show where you get all of our commercial break inside and outside takes? Only $9 a month. Same amount of money you would spend on a cup of coffee every month. Speaking of coffee, for only $9 a month, you could see me walk back to the back of the studio (laughs) to prepare my cup of coffee. (laughs) Every single time, every single time, someone is trying to sell you on purchasing their content, right? Every time. It's it's like for the – it's what you spend on coffee. And I'm like, I like my coffee. I don't want to use that discretionary income on your stupid content. Anyway, um, yeah, so a lot of balls in the air, Josh. I'm sorry. I've been juggling a lot here during the break. And everyone always decides to put together a massive group text right in the middle of my show. It's 9 to noon every single day, people. We don't change our show times. Hey, uh, oh, man, we don't. It's Plank just started. Let's let's get the group text. What can we text about? Plank Plank just hit the air. Let's have a massively in-depth conversation about something that will truly affect every fabric of his life come Friday. You know what we haven't done in a while is interrupt <laughs> Plank's show. You know what's constantly popped up? Uh, R.I.P. Jerry Springer on the text line. It magnifies to me, Josh, how – and this is – I'm not being mean. I know – you, you listen, I'm not even being mean about the group text during the show. I, I'm, I'm happy to do whatever is necessary for my job. But we literally spent a majority of, what, the first hour talking about Jerry Springer. He's a pop culture <laughs> icon. Right. And and you get people that jump in an hour or two. It's like, are you going to mention Jerry Springer? It's like, yeah, we spent most of the first hour on it while we were waiting on Ailey Lee. Very, I, I will... very sad. Um, here's a few of them right now. 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. Uh, Sugar Shane said, 
I would watch Springer. Excuse, whoa, what just happened Are there? Are you okay? I think. <laughs> You're right, having a Scott go. Van Pelt moment? Wow. I don't know what just happened there, but I think this – what bar am I having? I think this RX bar that I found in my backpack because I took it from softball this week. poisonous. I think he's talking to me. Um, Sugar Shane writes, I had to turn the volume down in my room because I would get my backside whooped if I got caught watching Jerry Springer on sick days. <laughs> Uh, Gunny writes, best advice I ever heard about Springer was don't go in the soundproof booth, but if you do, don't come out. Those were two things. Remember what I tell you. Greatest advice I ever got if I went on the Springer show. Number one, Ed Goggin, great advice. Count the chairs. Let's welcome in Chris. Everyone, everyone claps and you walk out and you're like, Oh, no, there's four chairs. Why are there four chairs out here right now? I thought we were having a conversation about crazy stories throughout my career, but there's four chairs out here. And Gunny's right. The uh, the sound booth, if you went into the sound booth, you knew. You knew some stuff was going down outside of that sound booth. Jerry Springer just really seemed like a positive person, though. I, I know that... You know, it's trash TV and on and on and on. But didn't he just have an aura about him that life was was meant to be enjoyed? It just seemed to be a happy individual. Yeah, I know, right? It was and, – and it's funny. And thanks to the 8,000 of you who reminded me of Morton Downey Jr. when I couldn't remember the guy who just smoked a lot of cigarettes' name. <laughs> Which, of course, is a fascinating description. Right, exactly. Let's see. We've had a couple of fascinating descriptions about people, but guy who smoked and yells a lot. That was my description of Morton Downey Jr. But a lot of those shows, there was, it was anger filled. It was angst. Morton Downey Jr. would yell and point at you and flick his cigarette at you and it's ashes, and he was angry all the time, right? Kind of like me when I opened the text line. Arr! He was always mad. Geraldo Rivera was always having angry people on his show. But for as crazy as the Jerry Springer show was, Josh, you're right. It was kind of it was kind of good. It's kind of good. And very positive on that front. Um oh my gosh. Look at my, what happened to Morton he's definitely dead, right? Yeah, I think he passed away in 2000 Let's see here. Yeah, passed away in 2001. I mean, he's Oh. Well, he was born Jerry, in 32. So he was like 60 in his prime whenever he finally got popular. Uh, here's, a, here's a couple other. Here's a couple others. Uh, Cody writes, I'm 30 years old and I grew up on Springer. That's, most of us did. Gunny writes, uh, Ricky Lake had a freaking show. And Dodger Blaine, the text of the day, Dodger Blaine, the cigarette smoking talk show was actually Wally George father of actress Rebecca De Mornay. Dodger Blaine. Josh, do you remember when I was in a big uh to be fix for a while? Where <laughs> oh, I would, yeah. yeah. Where I would watch all the that? I it's still here. It's just the workload kind of ratchets up during softball and when I'm on the road I sleep instead of watch TV. So uh it's back, don't get me wrong. But Wally George is the Rodney Dangerfield character in a movie. And he does one of those talk shows where it's just crazy. And, yeah, it's it's well worth your time. Well, let me rephrase that. It's a 
terrible movie. It's absolutely horrible. But I watched it during one of my Tubi kicks. <laughs> I watched that. <laughs> and it's a ter- Wally George. Oh, my gosh. Let me, let me see what year that movie came out with. Uh, oh, wait, hold on. Is it? Am I right? Oh, no, Wally George is actually a true, real-life guy. It was Wally Sparks was the movie. Oh, my gosh, I screwed it up. I'm sorry, Dodger Blaine. Meet Wally Sparks was the movie, Josh, with Rodney Dangerfield. Wally George was a real-life guy. So I wonder if the Wally Sparks guy was a takeoff of Wally George, huh? Maybe? I never heard of Wally George in my life. I'm not educated enough on any of this. Meet opinion. Meet Wally Sparks, 1997 classic. Yeah, Wally George, American conservative radio and television commentator. My man had some hair now. Let's go. Hey, it's an it's an understandable mistake, right? Wally George, Wally Sparks, we've all made it before. Uh, and then the texts get back to sports because we cannot allow ourselves to venture too far off the uh the sports road right here is uh is from brazilian sooner i'm amazed by the fact that anton harrison will be one more lineman coach b puts in the early rounds texas sources were talking last month about how they passed us on o line development still need that first rounder and I think Anton Harrison will be that guy. But you look historically, Josh, and you look around the NFL. I know Cody Ford's battled some injuries, and now he's in Arizona, and he's kind of struggling to find his spot. But, you know, Ben Powers got paid this offseason. Um, you look at Orlando Brown Jr., even though he may have misplayed his hand at Kansas City, he got paid this season at Cincinnati. Um, I think what Bill was on the back end of Lane Johnson's career at um, at Oklahoma. You know, you think about Creed Humphrey, right, who now if you were to redraft that, what was that, 2021 NFL draft, Creed Humphrey's probably a first-rounder. He's done an incredible job developing guys for the NFL draft. Now you need that kind of cherry on top of it. You need – you need that first-round pick, and I think it's going to happen tonight. I think it's likely it's going to happen tonight, and you start thinking about the future, right? Uh, is there going to be a better example than what Guyton could end up being over the next few years if he continues to develop? What if Walter Rouse has a big year after just one season at Oklahoma and he develops into a first-round pick? I know I'm using that D word a lot, development, but – it's it's huge to see, and I'm glad you brought it up, Brazilian Sooner, how Oklahoma has been really good at developing these guys to kind of raise their draft profile. It would just be great if uh, Anton winds up as a, a first-round guy tonight. It's not make or break by any stretch of the imagination for Oklahoma or for Coach Biedenboe, but it would just be a nice little feather in the cap, wouldn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um. There's so much good stuff here. Uh, Troll here. Best part of Plank's show is the commercial when Plank is not there. I would disagree on that. I personally think the best part of the show is when we're on the air. But if you would like to to subscribe to our Patreon, you can go to uh, Quit Spending Your Money on StupidPatreons.com or Coffee.com, and that's where we are. 
Yeah, that's right. Cody Ford's a Bengal now, too. Uh, this guy sent this text like five times. Are we going to talk about Peyton Bowen's girlfriend decommitting from the soccer team? Surely he won't leave. Well, I mean, he is enrolled, and he's already gone through spring ball. So I maybe she's just not going to play soccer anymore? Maybe she decommitted. I, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but you can go to a different school than your girlfriend goes to. I, I know that sounds crazy, or vice versa, but you don't have to go to the same school as your girlfriend or boyfriend. That's that's just how I feel. So I'm not I'm I'm not sitting here overly concerned about it. People are freaking out about it, though, huh? There's like five text messages about it today. We don't have a soccer coach right now. I don't blame you if you if you want to reopen um, if you want to reopen your recruitment. Kelly writes, all I remember about Harrison is him getting four offside calls in one game. Well, there, I mean, again, it's illegal motion. And he was one of the leaders of the available offensive tackles in that transgression. And it's been brought up quite a bit. So, I don't know. I have have no idea, Josh Helmer, about, you know, why that had been a struggle for Anton Harrison. But... He he would find himself in a position to where he made a lot, and I mean a lot of really kind of boneheaded illegal motion plays. So hopefully that's something that he's that he's got better at over the last couple of years. All right, tenth our last couple of weeks, months, if you will. Quick break. Oh, Brooke, by the way, all this talk of Rodney Dangerfield wants me to watch Ladybugs. I've got a very. Uh, I've got a very not hot take for you, Josh. I don't consider Ladybugs to be one of Rodney Dangerfield's top movies. I know. I understand. To me, it's it's not one of his best. It's not Whoa. one of his best pieces of work. Look out! Uh, back to school, very much. Remember the move that he had in Back to School? What his dive was? What was it? The triple indie. Uh, Caddyshack obviously is number one. Meet Wally Sparks, surprisingly good. Easy money, but I don't know, man. Ladybugs might barely, Brooke, might barely sneak into the top five of Rodney Dangerfield movies. Boy, he was in some terrible movies. <laughs> Look back at Rodney Dangerfield's movie list. How did we end up on Rodney Dangerfield from remembering Jerry Springer? Oh, I know, Meet Wally Sparks. The movie that was supposed to be based like on Jerry Springer type shows. All right, let's get the show back on track. It's 1034. We'll take a timeout. We're at Cavens Group on a Thursday, cavensgroup.com. Um, gosh, you can find them on Facebook. You can go to the website, uh, fire, fire remediation and restoration, water remediation and re- restoration, roof inspections as well, especially during the rain. What are you laughing at? Uh, little Nicky, would that be toward the top of the list for you? Little Nicky was really good. That's an, an underrated uh, <laughs> classic, you know. Uh, quick break. It's a playing show right here on the ref. Welcome back into the playing show right here on the ref. I, I saw the best. I saw the best explanation of the. Of the Jerry Springer show moments ago on, t- on Twitter.com. 
Kyle Coaster. Not our Coster. Not real familiar with Kyle. Um, but I follow him. So there's that. Jerry Springer used to do a 58-minute show full of incest love triangles spanning multiple hate groups with all-out brawls and chair throwing. Then he would come back and give a Danny Tanner-esque <laughs> monologue to close things out. That's right. That's, that's exactly what happened. Whether you're a little person who likes <laughs> obese people or you're, you know, you decide that you're in love with your sister. We're all one America, and that's what matters most. You're like, what? what is and coming up, if you want to be a part of the Jerry Springer show, dial this, num- <laughs> dial this number. <laughs> we had a girl. We had a girl in our high school that went on. I, I think it was Springer, but it wasn't like overly dramatic. The whole thing was my my dad treats me better than he treats mom, and. And I remember it was, yeah, of course, someone from Wood River went on the Springer show. Oh, man. But, but yeah, and it wasn't like a brawl. It was the mom and dad, like, yelling at each other. It was emotions like, you don't love me. You only love our daughter. And the dad's like, that's right, because she's nice to me, and she's good to me, and she's going to carry our name. And I'm like, bro, you know, they kind of women change their name when they get married. But it, it, was, <laughs> it was something else. I got to find that. I got to find that somebody somewhere. you went to school with. Somebody I went to school with. Yeah, she was a couple years younger than me, and she went on Springer. I think it was, it was either Springer or like Judy Jones or Julie Jones or something like that. It had to be Springer. It had to be Springer. Oh, that's and, awesome! And it was very early in the Springer era, so I don't know. I just remember how much I used to love that show. Rest in peace, Jerry Springer. Josh, is there reason to get over the top fired up about what's going on in Colorado right now? And if you are are unaware, there have been a massive number of players that have entered the portal from Colorado this week. In fact, I think Max Olson said there were four more that jumped in yesterday, which means... 27 Colorado players have entered the portal or announced plans to enter the portal this week. Add to it, since the end of it, now keeping in mind, Colorado was terrible. Terrible. A total of 50, I think it's eight players, have entered or said they plan to enter the portal since it first opened. 49 since Deion Sanders took over on December 2nd. We talked about this a little bit yesterday. There is a there is a term that is being used for this. It's called a runoff. And a runoff is not all that different from NFL-style style roster cuts. Coaching staffs move on from underachieving players. Uh, this... This used to be a big no-no. This used to be a major no-no, but the NCAA loosened its transfer rules that allowed football undergraduates to transfer and play immediately, which caused that surge in player movement, and it forced schools to re-examine their existing roster management rules. So in other words, you know, I TU fans, cover your ears. But I'll never forget whenever Keith Burns took over at the University of Tulsa. 
uh, Coach Burns in a in a side conversation one time said, you know, it's college. I just can't cut these guys. I can't tell them that they're done and they're out of here. I got to try to make this work. And I was always like, tell them to leave. And I guess, you know, you're going back almost 20 years now. Big no-no. Big no-no. But with the portal and the way that it's kind of grown over the last, what, two years, they've kind of loosened that on teams. So before I play Dion, Josh, do you, I don't have a problem. I think this is natural at both schools. I think I, I just have a problem with how Dion has handled it. I mean, he is basic. It's hard enough to go from being a 1-11 football team to having a new coach, but he has basically clowned all these guys that are in the portal right now for Colorado. And because of the way Dion arrived with, I'm bringing my luggage with me, right. and it's Louie, because of that, and, and it might be brilliant. Time will tell on this, and it's, in some ways, I think this could radically change the path sure. forward for some major college football programs if Dion's successful, or it's going to slam the door shut on anybody uh, anytime soon taking a chance on somebody like Dion Sanders again, Plank, because this either works out great or it's a complete disaster for Dion because now he's getting painted as this guy that really Plank has not been particularly – like you said, he's clowned these guys a little bit on the way out the door. Now, whether or not that's true, I mean, there's some of the other things out there that I don't even know that it's necessarily out of bounds the way that sure. Dion went about telling somebody, hey, you know, we're going to go in a different direction here. But because he was so brash and outspoken and, hey, here's the camera and I'm bringing my luggage with me, now, sure. now you've painted yourself into the corner to where the media – they're going to frame this thing to where, yeah, you haven't always been particularly nice to folks on the way out. And there's a reason that you're sending 50 players away and totally overhauling the roster because you've got this brilliant plan to reshape it. And it's either going to go well or it's going to go incredibly wrong. And if it goes incredibly wrong, then guess what happens in the end? The media clowns you. Here is what Dion had to say, on, and I cleaned this up, Josh. Here's what Dion had to say on the Pat McAfee show yesterday. You know what's so funny about this? And I'm trying to choose my words because I'm a head coach, and I can't just say what I feel. <laughs> Usually I do. Respect. But people got to be crazy to think this just happens. It don't just happen. You make it happen. <laughs> You 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 know what you want. I don't pull up through a drive. I I can't stand people who pull up through a drive through and don't know what they want. Before I get there, I know what I want. <laughs> right? I'm not I'm not just making this stuff up as we go. We know what we want, and and I don't concede, man. I I, I don't settle. I know what I want, and I know what I'm going to get. We don't settle. Um. Here, here's. Here's the part that confused me, okay? Just this is the part that, that confused me a bit. When the guys, when we release the list of guys that we already got coming in, <laughs> then everybody's going to say, okay. When, when? Now, oh, oh, when's oh, that now I see what he's doing. I, I see now. I, now I understand. <laughs> there for a moment I was confused. But um, when's, the list, when's the list coming out? Soon. Very soon. Okay. What does that even mean? Do, have these people covered college football before? There's some there's some list that's going to just pop out of all these guys. I mean, 
I'm looking at the transfer portal right now, Josh, and I understand the Notre Dame quarterback that I, I guess everyone thinks that Tyler Buckner is just going to start at Alabama now. But Yes, he won't. I'm just I'm, – I'm sitting here looking at this, and I don't see a lot of names out here. I'm like, whoa, man, look at what Dion did at Colorado. And, and I firmly – I'm firmly all in on wanting him to make, hey, make me look like I'm wrong. You're right. But this, there's a list that's coming out of all the guys that are coming here. I'm like, well, Josh, what does that even mean? I, I just, it doesn't, it, it doesn't even like resonate with me at all. A list that's coming out of the players who are coming there? What is it? There's no one in the portal right now, and there's no one that, Unless you're talking about your recruiting class for next year, and they already had a decommitment for their four-star corner they had signed, what are they even talking about? I think he's just blowing smoke right now, man. I really do, and I'm I'm rooting for him. I want to see it work. I do too. But the the roster has now officially been decimated in large right. part because uh, he wanted to process it, and in other parts, I'm sure because guys were like, you know what, I don't want to be a part of this, so. The numbers, man, he's lost a lot of them, and we'll see how this all comes together. I mean, obviously, he's trying to totally reshape things, and maybe he'll be sure. able to do so, but there's, uh, let's see, the 27th, the 28th, the 29th, the 30th. That's four days left in this transfer portal window, Plank. I mean, it's just, it's amazing to see the amount of people that have left. I was, I was cracking up. Uh, my my pal Kelly sent this note, and it's right. There's something up. Players he brought with him from Jackson State are even leaving. And what's up? Cowboy hat and cut-off sweatpants? I'm not going to lie, Kelly. I kind of dug the cowboy hat look. I mean, I was like, Dion, looking good in a cowboy hat. But I don't doubt that he's going to be able to get dudes, but – Whenever I heard he's like, when that list of players, it comes out, people are going to be like, oh, I see what he's doing. I, I don't – I mean, what are we even talking about on that front? I mean, is do y'all get this magic list? Because I'll see a guy that's come from the portal to certain places, but outside of maybe talking about a recruiting class, that made absolutely zero sense to me, Josh. And I want to see it work. I want to see Colorado be good at football. But, you know, here's, here's two quick ones off the text line for the 918. I feel like Dion's ego is way too large to succeed at Colorado. Then there was this from Doug- Douglas. He writes, Colorado's schedule is not real conducive to a quick turnaround. TCU and Nebraska non-conference, plus Oregon, USC, Utah, and UCLA in the conference post- uh, portion will be rugged. I mean, they could be. You and I talked about this a little bit yesterday. They could be 0-6 heading into the Stanford game. At best, maybe 1-5. I know Colorado State's not really good, but, I mean, I get you have your son. I get you have Travis Hunter. You brought in a few dudes that are pretty good, but, man, from a sheer numbers perspective, this could, I wanted to prove us wrong, but right now it seems kind of clownish. Well, and it feels like he got a little overzealous here. The roster's been gutted, and that's frightening, not just for this season, Plank, but the, the numbers going into next season and beyond. I mean, you'd like to have 85 on the roster just, right. just from a numbers standpoint. 
This is a really good point, too. It's a really good point, Sean. You can win at an HBCU being Dion because you'll get a handful of players playing below where they should. But D1 is a different game. And and by the way, this was good, too. You guys are four. I mean, these are literally just popping in. 405. I saw that on McAfee, and my first thought was, did he just admit tampering? 1,000%. 1,000%. Right. Because if you're saying, wait till you see who I'm bringing in, and we all know who's in the portal, right? You're like, what? What are you talking about? That seems – and, again, tampering happens. We have to accept it. But I don't know about you, Josh. I was just – I was blown away. I was absolutely blown away by that. And I know it's a small thing, but hey, Deion Sanders, I guess the ultimate question will be, and it's something we're going to hit a lot during the summer, right, as we count down to football and think about the 2023 storylines, are you all a believer that it's going to work? I go in waves. They're, like I watched the spring game on Saturday, and I'm like – Oh, okay, looks pretty normal. Then everything since then, you're like, whoa, what? Uh, what's going on here? What exactly is this? We'll take a break. We'll talk more about it next right here on The Ref. All right, reminder, we're at Cavens today. It is a Thursday, 405-573-3048, cavensgroup.com. All about the community have given back almost half a million dollars over the last five years including this week two grand to the Randy LaFoon Memorial Golf Tournament. Find them on Facebook, search Cavens Group, Instagram, Cavens Group, on Twitter at Cavens Group, and online at CavensGroup.com. The magic number here is 13, Josh, as we wrap hour two. 13. Do you know what 13 is? What is 13. 13 is the number of scholarship players that Colorado has from their roster in 2022 oh my god 13 remaining buffaloes that were on scholarship last year that are still on the team the dion rebuild is something to behold now they had the whole um they had the whole fight and battle about practice tape colorado said that they will release that practice tape for those guys top five stories today next